Hello and welcome to another episode of our coffee podcast. In this episode, I have a guest from all the way from Greece. <laughs> But he has been living in Norway for a while and he used to roast coffee for us uh, until recently. Mr. Fotis, what's your full name? Hi, uh, my full name is uh, Fotis Daflas. Daflas. Yes. And you are a coffee roaster? Yeah, I became a coffee roaster. I started as a barista at uh, Espresso Bar at Grüneskatte. Yeah. And uh, after uh, a year or something, I started uh, learning roasting down here at the roastery. Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't roast on our old roaster. No, I uh, had no idea. So, uh, so only on the Loring. Yes. Yeah. But now you're not here anymore. No, I'm not <laughs> working <laughs> here anymore. But I'm uh, more than happy and uh, I'm really excited that I've uh, uh, been able to taste some coffee. Yeah, because we're actually not here to talk about you today. Uh, but you did actually visit our farm in Colombia together with me in 2019. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How did you like that? Yeah, it was uh, actually one of uh, the best ex uh, experience that I had during uh, my uh, coffee uh, coffee career, I can say. Uh, it was uh, a goal that I uh, always uh, wanted to do it. And uh, I still remember the uh, discusses and the conversations that we had, like how we're going to do that. And uh, finally we made it. So... Yeah, and uh, you went, uh, was it a week you were there? It was a week, yeah. Uh, it was a week like uh, back in October 2019. Yeah. So we traveled from here to um, Bogota. Yeah. And then we took another flight to Neiva, yeah. if I remember well. Yeah. And then we arrived after 24 hours at, uh, at Finca Tamana. Yeah. Or Finca El Suelo. And then, uh, of course, I don't have a house at Finca El Suelo, which is our farm, but... Um, Our farm it used to be part of Finca Tamala. Uh, it was a part a land that wasn't planted with anything. So that's why we always stay at Tamala when we're there to work. And of course, we work with Tamala as well. And I remember you were able to harvest some coffee with yeah. Elias. <laughs> yes, it was also <laughs> something that I uh, uh, wanted to do, like just uh, work in the real conditions. Yeah. So I woke up 6.30, if I remember, as usual. Yeah. But this time, just to go with the workers and pick up some coffee until 12.30. Mm. And uh, it was tough, yeah. I can say. A lot of work. Lot and of you work. just did it for one day. And, you know, the pickers do it every day for the whole year almost. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> I uh, <coughs> saw how hard it is yeah. just to work behind the coffee in general. And then you helped me out on uh, our farm, which is Finca El Suelo. Uh, some of you might be following it on Instagram, at Finca El Suelo. But uh, to just give the short version, it's a seven-hectare farm in Huila, Colombia, where uh, we have planted, I think now we have just like 600 trees. We, we, we bought the farm in 2015, and then we planted, I think, 4,000 trees or a little bit more than that. But most of them died because I'm not a farmer. I didn't know how to take care of them. And it's a learning process. So 
I decided very early on to to do this in a biological way. So that means we're only using compost and trying to grow microorganisms in the soil so that they can support uh, growth of the trees and the production. Uh, so that means no use of mineral fertilizer, no use of pesticides or anything like that. We don't kill fungus. We encourage healthy, good, beneficial fungus and uh, bacteria for the trees, and they will suppress the pathogenic fungus like leaf rust, for instance. That, at least that's the kind of theories and ideas. There's a lot of uh, farmers doing this already in other styles of agriculture. I'm not sure how many are doing it with coffee, but there are some. Uh, some call it biodynamic, which is kind of the old school way. <clears throat> but we use a microscope to kind of analyze the soil and the compost we use. And we try to kind of make compost specifically designed for coffee plants, which means a fungal dominated compost. But we're not here to talk about uh, soil biology and microorganisms, but that's the kind of idea behind the farm. And when you were there in 2019, I think we had maybe a couple of hundred trees left of the first plantings. And then we had planted a second round of trees, which are some Ethiopian varieties, some seeds we got from our friend in El Salvador, Gilberto Barahona. And then when you left, we were actually digging holes for 400 new trees um, that were planted. But the reason why you're here today is because we actually tasted the first harvest together. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, you're one of the lucky ones because there's only been a few of us tasting it before. Uh, I've tasted it now three times. Uh, ben, who is working with us, tasted some of it uh, last week. And Marit as well, who is also a roaster. But you're kind of the first one who were able to have your own cups to, to d dig in. So the idea with this episode is that we, we talk a, bit, a little bit about what we tasted. And I'll tell you what the coffees are. And then we can yeah, take it from there. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And uh, thanks again for the uh, invitation. Uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that I've been able to taste this coffee. Yeah, I this, is, this is the payment for the week's yes. work. <laughs> 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 carrying, uh, carrying cow dung and <laughs> turning in the compost. And yeah, it's a lot of hard work, but uh, yes. it's paying off. And of course, uh, the 2020 harvest, which we now tasted, it's only, I think I got received like seven and a half kilos of parchment. Uh, and it was divided on many different samples, I think between 20 and 30 samples. Um, some of them a little bit more than a kilo, some less and some very, very little. And uh, I milled it here in the lab where we're sitting now and uh, roasted 50 grams of each sample and tasted it. And I t kind of removed the bad ones and mixed the ones that tasted very similar. And that was the same variety. So on this table today, we only tasted six coffees. Yes. But we do have more, um, uh, but these are kind of the majority of the coffees that we received. <laughs> but we can talk about what they are. Um, should we just... We, so I numbered the coffees from one to six, so it's blind for Fotis to taste. I kind of knew what they were, and I recognized them as well. But um, let's uh, discuss what we tasted, and then we can, I can tell you what coffee it is. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with coffee number one. Yeah, so uh, the aroma of this coffee uh, just wrote that it was like a fruit bomb um, when we just first, um, yeah. And uh, when I first tasted it, it was like uh, white chocolate mm. sweetness 
uh, it still had the whiny mouthfeel that you find on uh, some coffees like Nascimento Pacas, for example, mm. uh, and on some Bourbon, Bourbons. And um, uh, I wrote that it was juicy like berries. Yeah. So that's uh, my note for uh, coffee number one. Yeah. Maybe not the most expressive coffee. Um, for me, it's a little bit more... I mean, with expressive, I mean, it's it's not so easy to describe. Like, it's not so clear what it tastes like. <laughs> yes, I... Uh, <coughs> you can... Uh, we can see that by... Uh, from my notes. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little bit everywhere. Um, I wrote... Uh, I found a little herbal note, like... Um, this kind of green bell pepper uh, that is quite common in Colombian, some Colombian coffees at least, and especially the kind of uh, hybrid varieties like Varedad Colombia and Castillo. Um, I've, I just wrote really sweet, smooth, lingering caramel and herbal. Yeah. Can uh, you guess what, which coffee that was or? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a coffee you've tasted before. Let's see. Okay. The box says Tamana. So this is actually Variedad. Uh, a mix of uh, Variedad Colombia and Castillo. Um, and it's actually the coffees we didn't buy from Tamana this year. Um, okay. So I just recently re received samples from Tamana along with the samples from Finca El Suelo. And um, of course, we selected a lot of the best uh, lots, but there were some lots we didn't buy. and. Just, you know, to have a reference on the table, I, I put that on the table to kind of have... It's still very good coffee, I think. Yeah. But it's not spectacular. And I think on average, they were scoring around 85-ish. Okay. So um, this is a coffee that you should recognize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I thought I would put it on there just to kind of give a reference because it's uh, our neighboring farm and uh, it's kind of the baseline coffee from that place. It's quite typical for the area, I think. It's not too expressive because the altitude is between 16 and 1700 meters. Um, and uh, it doesn't develop a whole lot of these kind of really whiny characters. Okay, there's a little bit of that whiny fruit, um, but not, it's not so intense as it can be in Colombia. It can be like really intense. Um, yeah, cool. So that was just the first to give you some idea of where we are. Um, I probably would score this around 85-ish, yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to coffee number two. Okay. You, you thought this might be my favorite, huh? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, uh, even though my favorite was a different one. Uh, but um, when I felt uh, in the beginning the aroma was uh, more like tea, mm. more like Earl Grey for me, and then when we tasted the cup, uh, more like jasmine, a fresh lemon, less acidic, more like um, mandarin yeah. uh, sweetness, I could say. So that's what was uh, obvious for me. Yeah. I th um, your cup tasted, because I tasted your cup as well, your cup tasted much better than mine. Okay. <laughs> that's why then. <laughs> so um, I had more like a chocolatey cup, a little bit of red berries, um, quite concentrated but more this kind of you know when you buy dark chocolate and you know we we sold some chocolate last year from Vigdis uh, Rosenkilde in, in Norway and they're, they're coffee no chocolates from Peru and they're very very fruity but they're dark chocolates 
and that I have this kind of ferment flavor. For me, it was kind of more like that style. Um, but I, I tasted yours, and yours were floral and citric and different. So maybe that sample was a little mixed up, or I don't know. Yeah, because I found, as you said, the fermented the note, at least when I smelled the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe uh, it's a small sample, I know. So maybe the process of it was not the best. And that's probably why we're getting a little bit different cups. Okay. But still a pretty nice coffee. Yeah. So this coffee is, let's see, just to confirm. Yes, <coughs> it's indeed. Well, we drank the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. It's the Katura from Finca El Suelo. I don't know if you remember, but when you walk all the way downhill on the farm, in the far corner next to the other neighbor, not far away from Tamala. Yes. There's like uh, 17 trees. I believe there's only 16 left. <laughs> and um, they're Katura uh, cultivars. And uh, they're kind of growing underneath a shade tree. Yes, I remember exactly uh, where we went yeah. for this coffee. There used to be um, two shade trees, but the neighbor cut one down. <laughs> 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 I, I guess he didn't like the shade. But um, this is, you know, I planted, uh, I think, 1,200 Katura trees in 2015, <clears throat> but most of them didn't survive. Basically, we, 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 we dug a very, very small hole for them, like they normally do. They use just kind of corkscrew machine to dig a small hole, put the tree in, and it's in the bottom of the farm. It, they didn't survive well. Most of them were in the sun, uh, so the only ones that survived were these in the shade. Yeah. But uh, are there any more Katura that uh, you have on your farm now? Or? I don't think I'm going to plant more. You're not? No. I mean, the coffee is good, but it's... It's quite an average Colombian coffee, I would say. Okay. It's easy to get this kind of taste profile in Colombia. So why should I grow more of it? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> but the idea behind it was that I was supposed to kind of plant Katura to see if we can grow it organically or biologically without having all the diseases that they do get in Colombia. And you can look at my neighbor's farm and, you know, the, the trees almost have no leaves because of the leaf rust. So um, maybe I will plant a little bit more just to kind of prove a point, but uh, not at the moment. Maybe that's in the future. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Coffee number three was uh, three, not three, three. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, coffee number three, uh, I smelled uh, cacao mm -hmm. in uh, the beginning. It was really intense and powerful for me. And uh, still I tasted a cacao like... Uh, dark chocolate um, and sweet aftertaste like uh, sweet chocolate yeah that was uh, uh, the notes that I wrote for number three cool I had very different notes so maybe we mixed up sample two and three I don't know but uh, because I my notes on number three was the similar to yours on number two on number two uh, very floral I got peach and mint on the nose, and then uh, very, very peachy and clean and smooth, transparent, so it's easy for me to kind of pick out the flavor. Okay, interesting. It tasted like Ethiopian coffee to me, uh, bergamot and tea and peach, quite good acidity. I tasted this coffee, so this is a mix of uh, different samples, um, but it's all the same variety, but uh, I tasted these samples separate, and some of them were tasting amazing, like... 89 points 
and some others were scoring a little bit lower. So uh, maybe that's why your cup is a little bit different than mine as well. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe I had a lot of coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. No. So um, I, I clearly could recognize it because it's quite distinct in flavor for me. And uh, this is, uh, I have some more. Uh, this is a sample called T1, which is the kind of second round of trees that we planted. They are uh, seeds we got from my friend Hilberto Barona. I think they're Ethiopian. I need to get them tested. But these trees uh, were planted in... We, so we dug holes that were like 60 by s 60 centimeters deep and 60 centimeters wide and one meter long. So quite huge holes. And then we put a lot of compost, uh, wood chips, uh, green material like uh, grass clippings and weeds and mixed it with soil in the hole. And we kind of composted it in the hole. And then after, I think, two months, we planted the tree in the middle of that. And these trees have been, you know, I showed you photos just now. Yeah. They're like two meters tall already, and they're only two years old. It's impressive. And when, when you were there, the trees only reached your knees, I guess. So they have been growing like crazy and are already producing. And for me, the reason why I think it's Ethiopian varieties, of course, Hilberto called them Ethiopian varieties. And um, uh, they taste like Ethiopian coffees as well. So I'm curious to see what it, this actually is. And it's producing well. And we have 100 trees. Next year, we're going to get a little bit more production. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> actually my next question. Like, is it going to be more coffee yeah, next for, year? For sure. I mean, I sh showed you some photos. The some of the trees are full of cherries. Some of them are full of flowers. Uh, so we will get a small picking when I go there now in November, I think. And then next year, we'll probably have a little bit more. But we do have, I think, two and a half kilos of the good ones the good samples. So we probably will mix these, roast them, and then uh, maybe we'll sell some. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it will be very expensive. <laughs> That's how it should be. It's like a really hard work. Yeah. And uh, I can assure that uh, it's, yeah, you can't really give them away. No, I'm so happy that I'm uh, been able to taste them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I, you know, um, I got 200 grams last year, um, at the end of last year, of this variety. And then I roasted it and tasted it. And I, I messed up the roast. It was so dark. So I, I really couldn't, you know, taste anything. So it was a little bit disappointing. So I've been waiting anxiously to get these. Nice cool. Thing. So that was uh, the third cup. Um, let's talk about the fourth cup. Yeah. Uh, cup number four for me was um, the smell more like baked caramel. Mm. And then uh, what I found in cup, it's it was like berries, blackcurrant. It was like a Kenyan-like uh, coffee. Yeah. A lot of uh, cherry sweetness yeah. that you also find on... Um, some coffees like uh, pakas, yeah, and uh, really sweet and long aftertaste. Yeah, <clears throat> I kind of found this to be maybe a little bit darker roast than the other ones, but uh, despite that, I wrote like heavy, um, like in a positive way, like heavy-bodied, like textured, dark chocolate, red fruits, uh, and I, I agree, it tastes a little bit like bourbon or pakas from Nascimento. This kind of winey 
fruity cherry kind of thing which is very delicious it is <laughs> it is i just wish this was a little bit more intense maybe um like the best lots from nascimento are you know fantastic and this this was a little bit more subtle for me but it's uh, since you said that maybe you found it a little bit roasty it yeah. can be the roasty uh, the the profile that you roasted or yeah. you think that it's more the coffee i think so it's it's the, even though i have a just sample roaster and i have made a profile for 50 grams it's not ideal you know no. you want to put more coffee in there to get the better roast and even even so uh, you never get like a perfect roast profile on a sample roaster because normally you just have a small sample and there's only that many times you can roast the sample before you're out of coffee so you know tweaking the profiles is it can be a little bit difficult but this coffee it says msf and that stands for museum semper florens so museum means that it's part of our variety garden so we have a small piece of the farm that's you know like 30 by 30 meters maybe <clears throat> and we have different varieties planted there. And this is actually fertilized with mineral fertilizer. And the reason why we do that is because we want to grow these different varieties to see if they have potential. So in the beginning, we started with just doing it organically, and most of them didn't survive. So that's why we decided, okay, let's just put some fertilizer on these just to see if they have potential. I really like this. Yeah. Um, Semper Florens is, it means always flowering in Latin. And at least that's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's supposed to be a Bourbon variety. So that's maybe why we taste this kind of red fruit flavors. Yeah, and cherry sweetness. I always find it these kind of varieties. Yeah. Might be a variety that I plant. I'm not sure. But um, I think maybe the Bourbons that Elias has is a little bit better than this. So... If I want that flavor, I might just plant that instead. Okay. I think we have between five and eight trees of this variety. Okay. <laughs> so this will not be in production. Cool. So coffee yeah, number yeah. five. Coffee number five. Uh, I smell chocolate, but then everything changed when I tasted this coffee. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Delicious coffee, orange, red double acidity for me, mm. hibiscus uh, flor floral florality. Yeah, uh, reminded me maybe geisha. I don't know if it is. Let me guess that is a geisha, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Okay. So I wrote stone fruit, floral, citrus, uh, and then super floral, <laughs> 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 and then coffee flower. And then stone fruit, and then citrus, and honey, and medium body. And this coffee was quite complex for me. It kind of changed a little bit from yeah the smell until we tasted it, and then it cooled down. But uh, yeah, it reminds me of geisha, except maybe it has a little bit more body and texture than the typical Panamanian geisha, which can be very elegant and light. It is indeed a geisha. It is. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! So this is the first geisha trees that I planted. Of course, we planted this in several rounds, so um, I think now we have between 100 and 200 trees left <laughs> out of a couple of thousand. But um, some of these are growing quite well, and some of these we have planted in bigger holes, and they're growing well. Most of them are planted in small holes, and they're not growing so well. But um, I'm working hard to make these survive, and 
there was only, I think, half a kilo sample or something. <laughs> so not <Okay>. much. <laughs> so only a few trees are producing. But um, this is uh, kind of the original trees, and they're not producing so well. One of the best uh, coffees on the table? Yeah, I think on this table for me, it was my favorite. But okay. but uh, on previous tables, uh, number three was my favorite, which was the Ethiopian yeah. variety. I think just on this table, it was a little bit more subtle. It was much more intense on the other cuppings that I've had of these coffees. And then over to number six, which I assume was your favorite. Yeah, it was, uh, as I said, like very intense. Mm. Uh, when I first uh, smelled this coffee, it was more like fresh bread. Um, but when I tasted it, it was uh, sugar, more like a combination of sugar and lemon. Um, passion fruit, pineapple juice for me. It was very intense. Pineapple juice and passion fruit. Cool. I've been struggling to describe this fruit flavor because it's it's very intense i just can't pick out what kind of fruit it is yeah it's so <laughs> weird i was trying to re to s remember if it, it reminded me like mango mm. also mango sweetness but it was very tropical mm. and very fruity and very powerful and intense yeah it, it didn't uh, taste like coffee no it was like a juice <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've written hybrid fruits and it's just a fruit flavor that I have found in in some hybrid coffee cultivars like some Catimores, one particular one that I tasted in Brazil many years ago. Uh, and also at Finca Tamala he has some strange trees planted that I think are hybrids, uh, one called Caturon. Um, and they just have a lot of this fruit flavor like this and I'm not sure if it's like you know you can buy this orange peach candy or apricot candy in in the store it tastes a little bit like that and then it tastes a little bit like papaya mango I guess when you say passion fruit yeah maybe uh, it's just some kind of tropical fruit at least for sure <laughs> big body and quite intense coffee um, but I also find that it has this kind of herbalness but um, it doesn't really bother me at all it's it's no. nice Yes. So that coffee is, it says M.com on the box, and that means museum. So it's a variety garden. I think we have six or seven trees of this. And it's Commun. That's the, at least the name that I've gotten from this uh, producer who gave me the seeds, which is Elias. It's actually Diego, the barista, um, Colombian barista champion. He's competing this week, actually, in Milan. But, good uh, luck. <clears throat> yeah, good luck, Diego. He uh, discovered a few trees on Tamana um, that were had like bigger cherries uh, and they looked a little different than the others. And um, Elias said th they look like Comun, which is the old kind of varieties that were very popular in Colombia many years ago. And they say it's Tipica. I'm not sure that it's Tipica. I need to get this tested. But um, it's definitely an interesting variety. Produ it is. Producing well and tasting really good. Tasting amazing. And my question is, like, are you planning uh, all of these seeds that you have uh, or all of these coffees that you have on your museum to just put them in uh, production? Or? Uh, uh, the plan with the museum is to see which ones are tasting good and producing well and kind of surviving. And um, 
then we'll take seeds from those and plant more. That's the idea. And we, we I think we have we have a few different uh, Ethiopian varieties there. We have uh, one called Columnaris, which is a very hot, tall one, but that didn't taste so good. I've tasted it already. <coughs> we have the Semper Florens. We have the Commune. We have um, Eugenoides, which is kind of the one of the parents of Arabica coffee. And that coffee is really, really sweet, but small beans. Uh, we have some Java, I think. Uh, I can't remember all of them, but there's there are several ones. And I'm kind of looking for seeds whenever I visit a farm. If they have something interesting, I'll ask for some seeds and I will plant them there. So, yeah. Do you have enough space on your farm or you have planted <laughs> everything? Pl- plenty of space. <laughs> no, we, it's a seven hectare farm. You've been there. It's, yeah. it's big. Um, the plan is not to plant the whole land. I want to maybe build a house there and also rebuild a forest or re plant so that we can grow forests and maybe i'll have two three hectares with coffee maximum okay i think that's a good size for the kind of system that we're doing which is making a lot of compost and these kind of things so yeah and, uh what is uh, what is your goal actually for this farm like how much how much coffee you want to produce uh, a year more than a conventional farm okay so It doesn't mean that I want to produce as much as possible, but more coffee per tree than a conventional farm. And with conventional, I mean a mineral fertilized farm. So the goal with the whole farm now is to kind of prove that without having to buy a mineral fertilizer and pesticides and fungicides, you can grow more and better coffee uh, by using, you know, biology and nature (laughs) so that means you have to work hard to get the life back into the soil and by life i mean the microorganisms because they will build structure and also um, kind of mine nutrients for the trees and science know now that trees actually communicate among each other through fungal networks and uh, they also kind of feed the fungus with sugar so that the fungus can give them minerals back so that the trees can grow so that's kind of how the soil food web works um, in harmony with the trees. So that's kind of my task to to learn how to do this on a small farm in Colombia and hopefully inspire other farms to, you know, at least do some of that work and, um, yeah, make all coffee production organic by 2023. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to take many, many years to, to, to succeed, I think. But I think that it's definitely working. I had no idea before I visited the farm about biology and all of this farming. And uh, since I've been part of these uh, small trees and I can see now after like two years that we can taste some of this and show by showing me uh, the pictures, yeah. I'm 100% sure that it's going to happen and I'm uh, so happy. Thank you. I hope it will happen. I mean, uh, realistically, I mean, we're producing seven kilos after six years so this is not uh, sustainable economically for anyone but um the idea is to kind of learn how to do it more uh, faster and and more sustainable so with the coffee number three for instance we planted the trees in the farm in 2019 and they're already producing and they're producing quite well and they're growing quite fast so um i think you know there is potential and um Time will show if they are more resistant to disease and stuff like that. Because I believe they will be, but um, time will show. (laughs) Yes, yes. 
Cool. Thanks, Fotis, for joining me. Thank um, you so much for great. inviting me. A lot of fun tasting these coffees. Yes, yes, um, indeed. If the listeners wants to follow the project, um, the best way to do so is, I mean, we have a website, fincaelsuelo.com, but uh, Instagram is kind of where we post most of the material. So at um, fincaelsuelo on Insta- Instagram, finca with a C. Um, and uh, I actually did make a video where I cupped these coffees uh, and compared them to some of the Cup of Excellence coffees from Colombia this year. Um, I will post that video very soon. Um, it's a long, nerdy video because I am basically filming, my, filming myself cupping and scoring the coffees. But um, I, I tasted these coffees next to uh, the first and second place from Cup of Excellence. One of those coffees were a geisha. Or two, they were both geishas. And then a bourbon coffee, I think that was the sixth place. All washed coffees. Um, and uh, the results were quite interesting. Unfortunately, the, some of those samples were a little old and baggy. So uh, I don't think it was a fair comparison, but uh, it was interesting, uh, at least for me, to see that my coffees also could perform quite well in that company. Nice, nice. So we have to tune into that. That yes. will be published on YouTube uh, very soon. Hopefully, maybe even before this podcast, so maybe it's already out there. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to post a podcast episode every month from now. Uh, Hopefully with a guest every month as well. So stay tuned for more content. Thanks for listening. Thank you.